Hi, this is James Marino. After Matt and Ashley recorded today on Broadway, we got some news that could not go unmentioned. The producers of K-pop announced that the groundbreaking new musical will have its final Broadway performance on Sunday, December 11th at Circle in the Square Theater. The final performance will be host to a special Asian American and Pacific Islanders AAPI community event and panel discussion to celebrate and reflect on the AAPI representation on Broadway and beyond. K-pop will have played 44 preview performances and 17 regular performances. 200 complimentary tickets are being offered to AAPI community members and youth for the final performance. We will bring you more information about this unexpected closing in the next few days. Now let me return you to Matt and Ashley's normal Today on Broadway episode. Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, December 7th. That's not right. Time flies. My name, it's, I'm, it's flying. It's flying. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, it is crazy right now because we had like some big news uh, in Broadway and other things yesterday. And it's true. It's also strange because... I'm in town, so like I, I'm yeah. out of my, I'm out of my, uh, my pattern and my habits of like your element, consuming clearly. news. Well, yeah. no, I'm in my element, but You're out, very of, much out, in of, your element. out of my yeah. habits. So it's like these things are flying at me, and I'm not like at my desk. I'm not at my computer. I'm at a computer, but I'm, it's a different setup. So it's like I feel like I'm missing stuff, but I think we've got everything for the show. But it just feels it seems ideal. Discombobulated. To me, it yeah, feels a little but I mean the whole not being at your desk, not getting news thing. I oh. mean. Talk, talk about my dream. Yes, uh, yes, but it makes uh, putting a show together a little uh, a little difficult. But eh. <laughs> um, I think we've got everything that we need to talk about. I will remind you, of course, that you can get all of the episodes uh, from Broadway Radio on Patreon at patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon before you can get them anywhere else. And on Tuesday, I actually did an interview that'll be popping up. I think we'll probably save it um, towards a little bit closer to the holidays when we take some time off. I talked with a journalist and New Yorker writer D.T. Max about his new book, Finale, Late Conversations with Stephen Sondheim. Uh-huh. Um, he was, throughout the last three years of Sondheim's life, working on a profile of Sondheim for The New Yorker. Obviously, that was interrupted because of the pandemic. Um, but since the profile never came to be, he took a lot of those notes and things that he did with Steve and put them into a new book, which is fantastic. Highly recommend. Talked about everything from, um, you know, kind of the psychoanalysis that goes into like looking at a person's work and how it connects to their real life. And then also to the details that he knew about Bunnell and mm-hmm. or Square One, I think it was also called. Yeah. So talk about all of those different things. So really, really great conversation. It'll be popping up in your fees at some point. Probably save it for a little bit later in the month, but it will be forthcoming. He did technically release that profile, just not completed. It was there was in February 2022. He did a pretty extensive profile. Yeah, it, I think that's actually from the book. Um, we okay. talked about it a little bit. It might not be the same thing. He said he, he as he was fact-checking stuff to put part of the book in The New Yorker. Um, so I don't know if it's the exact same one that you're talking about, but Maybe. part of it is in there. But the book's really great. Um, it kind of looks like a Playbill cover, actually. So would yeah, recommend I'll be that. reading it. You know what yep. will be. All right. Well, speaking of Sondheim, yesterday we got news okay. that I knew was coming for for a few days. It's a little different than the news that I was hoping to get about this show, but it is still exciting nonetheless. But... 
the current Broadway revival of Into the Woods will not be returning to Broadway in the spring like I had hoped. Instead, it'll be going out on tour. And not only will it be going, not only will it be going out on tour, it's going to be going out basically with the current Broadway cast. Yeah. It's going to be led by Montego Glover as the witch, Stephanie J. Block as the baker's wife, Sebastian Arcellus as the baker, and Gavin Creel as Cinderella's prince and the wolf. They will be joined by current or returning Broadway uh, cast members, Cole Thompson as Jack, Katie Garagetti as Little Red Riding Hood, David Patrick Kelly as the narrator, Nancy Opal as Cinderella's uh, stepmother, and of course, the person that everybody cares about more than anyone else, Kennedy Kanagawa as Milky White. Of course. We will have the complete casting list in um, the article in the show notes. They did release some of the engagements on this tour, but additional cities will be announced in the forthcoming days and weeks. It'll kick off um, in their tech performances and previews at um, the Shays Performing Arts Center in your hometown of Buffalo, Woo-hoo! New York. Technically my hometown, but well, much of my enough. life, yes. Yeah. Um, cl- then it'll be going to the Kennedy Center uh, in Washington, D.C., followed by Boston, Philly, Charlotte, Chicago, San Francisco, and L.A. Like I said, more stops will be announced. It'll actually um, be starting in February. So it, it's closing on Broadway on uh-huh. January 8th and then heading up to Shays in Buffalo yeah. the next month. So I'm hoping, hoping, hoping that it comes not only to Orlando, but just somewhere close so that I can see it again. Will I have to go back home to Buffalo to see Into the Woods at Shays during my birthday month? I feel like it's a necessity. I, I mean, I don't think you have to, but you probably I feel will. like I have to. I feel yeah. like it's a necessity <laughs> is what I'm saying here. That's very exciting. Um, and I think it speaks a lot to the love that this cast has for this show, which is very, very evident on stage when you see them and how much they love the show, how much they love working with each other. It seems like, um, and continuing to do the tour, going out on the road together. Pretty cool. I love when it happens, especially since it's kind of a rare occurrence to see the Broadway cats yeah. pack up and take the show on the road. I mean, I can't think of anything in modern times when that's happened. I mean, it happened a little bit more often, maybe not the full cast, but like a lot of like stars would go out on the road back in the days of yore. But I can't think of anything comparable or similar to this. I'm sure there has been because our brains are mush, but you know, here we are. Yeah. Maybe if there was a, you know, a, a one or two or three person show, maybe that had a smaller tour. Um, but this is a big deal. So we will see what happens with that. Hopefully it'll be coming to a place closer to you and more importantly, closer to me. Sure. Um, in other news, uh, something that is also returning, but in a different way. Yesterday, the old Vic announced the return of its critically acclaimed hit show, Groundhog Day, which is where the show originally premiered before heading over to Broadway. Not only will it be again directed by Matthew Warchus, it will again star Andy Carl. Wow, it's like it's Groundhog Day. All over again. Yeah, Um, weird. Not only will... Andy be returning to the show, but it's going to have an entire 12-week run run at the Old Vic, starting on May 20th and running through August 12th. I did not see it in New York. Do I need to get a passport? (laughs) You've been looking for an excuse to go to London, and they keep giving you some. So listen to the universe, Matthew. I'm just saying. I mean, there's always reasons to go. Yeah. Yeah. 
plenty. But like, I didn't see this big old spreadsheet for London 2023. Oh my God, I would not even know how. I would not even know how to do it there. But <laughs> I love Tim Mention. Have interviewed Tim Mention here on Broadway Radio. Yay, I lo- love Andy Carl. Have interviewed Andy Carl here yeah. on Broadway Radio. So like. I feel like they might be giving me a sign. I don't have a passport. I literally don't have a passport. I've never been out of the Bizarre. country other than <gasps> Canada. Right. I've been yeah. in Canada, but it was before you had to have a passport to go to yeah. Canada. Yeah. So, just need like a $20 bill and maybe a birth certificate. Not even that. You know, yeah. it was, it, it was, I don't know if it was all pre 9 11 um, or oh, but shortly thereafter, but like you could just go. Just so go. just get out of here and go. Yeah. Speaking of getting out Get of here and going, yeah. Speaking of getting out of here and going, yesterday a somewhat shocking bit of news was released. Stomp, which has been running off Broadway for nearly twenty nine years, will yeah. be. I don't know. Was that yeah or like excited yeah. or no? Yeah, like that I was so shocked to get this press release this morning. Yeah, Stomp is closing in New York. It'll still continue its North American and European tours, but um, it will close up on January 8th, like Into the Woods. And when it's done, it will have played 11,485 performances off Broadway. Jeez. It's this in the bus tour. Everything is closing up really? this winter that's been running longer than I've been alive, it feels like. what? We, you and I talked about something recently, and I don't remember what it was. Maybe it was Blue Man Group, where we said, oh, like, maybe. it's like there's just things you have to see once. You don't need to see them yeah. like, all the time. Stop is one of them. I've seen Stop. I saw it on tour in Atlanta years ago. Like, Rockets, it's fun. Maybe. Uh, it was. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what it was. It was the Radio City Rockets. Like, it's something that, like, you have to see. It's They're great. That, don't get me wrong. You have to see it, though. And yeah. You, and, you know, once is At fine. least once. Yeah. But, like, this is something where if you're in New York and you still have not seen Stomp for some reason, like, go see it. Like, it's enjoyable. It's fun. I like it. Um, and it's not something that I would ever be mad about seeing multiple times. Sure. It's not something that's a priority, but like, it's great. Like, it, it is what it is. It's percussion. It's rhythm. It's comedy. It's, it's fun. So it's good stuff. Um, congratulations to everybody involved with that, but still thoroughly shocked that it's closing. Absolutely. It's one of those things that became background noise in New York over the years. Uh, cause it's been so long that it's been playing. Um, and kind of off the beaten path. The only time I'm really over there is if I'm going to go get pierogies or something, but. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, let's do a couple real quick sets of reviews for some off-Broadway shows that have opened in the past week. The first one is from the Atlantic Theater Company. It is presenting the world premiere production of The Far Country, which was written by Lloyd Sue, and it stars Ben Chase, Jen S. Kim, Whit K. Lee, Christopher Liam Moore, Shannon Tio, uh, Amy Kim Washke, and Eric Yang. The show is described as an intimate epic that follows an unlikely family's journey from rural Taishan to the wild west of California. In the wake of the Chinese Exclusion Act. Starting off with Alexis Soloski, who made the show a New York Times critic's pick, it says, quote, The far country ends in 1930. That ending isn't necessarily abrupt, but it does feel somewhat arbitrary. Why not 1950 or 1970? There is so much more history to recover. More love, more promise, more pain. Moon Get claims that the strenuous physical labor required of an immigrant is nothing compared to with the work of being Chinese in America. This takes patience and focus, he says, a serious mind and a necessary grace. Sue's, Sue possesses these qualities in full. He has more work to do, more stories to tell, which I thought was a really interesting way to do a 
review, Ashley, because yeah. it's a it's a critic's pick. So she obviously enjoyed it. But talking about what the show made her think about and want from it more is actually probably the the best recommendation I think you can give a show totally. because you're like, this made me want more. Um, and hopefully that comes. Obviously, this is from the same playwright of The Chinese Lady. So it would not be surprised if this mm-hmm. is – in fact, it might actually be a trilogy now that I think about it. It might be the second part of a trilogy. But nonetheless, um, fascinating work there. Robert Hoffler, writing for The Rep, said, quote, um, Eric Ting's direction is effective when the play is on track. When the far country goes awry, he leaves his audience lost in the San Francisco fog. Not as bright and shining. Um, but uh, Melissa Rose Bernardo, writing for Time Out in New York, said, quote, In his 2018 play, The Chinese Lady, Lloyd Su introduced us to Efang Moi, reportedly the first Chinese woman to set foot in the U.S., who is displayed like a curio for paying audiences. In The Far Country, whose premiere at the Atlantic Theater Company is directed by Eric Ting, he digs into a later period of American Asian American history, the aftermath of 1882's Chinese Exclusion Act. But this is no state history class. In just over two hours, Sue succinctly and humorously covers 21 years, two continents, two interrogations, and two obscenely expensive trans-Pacific crossings from Taishan to San Francisco. So I would not be surprised if this is one of those shows that you hear a little bit more about when the season ends because of how well it was received uh, or how um, the Chinese lady was received. I think a lot of people will be talking about this one as well. Um, the other one I'm going to talk about is something that I'm going to be seeing this weekend. It is uh, Sarah Rule's new play, Becky Nurse of Salem, which is running Me off Broadway. Now. I don't oh, remember really? what day you're seeing it, though. I don't, I don't either, to be honest with you. Cool. Uh, nice. <laughs> I think I'm seeing it on Saturday afternoon. Ah, Saturday night. Okay. Well, sorry. We'll, we'll be Shuts. passing like ships in the night. It um, happens. This one stars Deirdre O'Connell as Becky, a modern-day descendant of Rebecca Nurse, who was, rec- who was accused of being a witch during the historic 1692 Salem witch trials. Also joining uh, Deirdre is Tina Benko, Candy Buckley, Alicia Crowder, Thomas J. Ryan, Julian Sanchez, and Bernard White. Rebecca Tishman directs. Um, writing the review for the New York Times is Maya Phillips, who said, quote, The production under Tishman's tepid direction is full of short scenes whose transitions have the cast quickly and unceremoniously rolling furniture on and off the set. O'Connell carries much of the humor, but otherwise the show's comic timing is oddly off. In flat attempts at laughs, like the witch's unique pronunciations of the word uh, of words like oil, are unrelenting. In its final min- minutes, Becky Nurse of Salem tries to rest its themes together via a heartfelt monologue and a cloying ritual. But by that time, it's too late. The play spends two hours dancing around a vaguely defined feminist message. That's the very problem in this production. It hasn't figured out the spell that will bring real magic to the stage. Hmm. Interesting. Once you start out describing someone's direction as tepid, you know you're not yeah. in for a good review. No, generally not. And especially from Rebecca Tashman, who I don't think has ever yeah. been accused of that and from what I've seen before. Yeah. All right, Juan Ramirez, writing for uh, Theaterly, said, quote, There's a lot to find interesting in Becky Nurse of Salem, not least of which are the performances by O'Connell, Binko, Buckley, and Sanchez. But as it struggles to integrate heavier themes of feminism and social hysteria, it winds up a lot like the North Shore town in its title, a paved-over promise of what might once have been magic. Okay, sensing a theme here, wishing uh, Mm -hmm. maybe I wasn't going to see it on Saturday afternoon. Um, I'll leave it there. We will have links to both of these review roundups in uh, the show notes if you want to read more of them. I 
love all things uh, Salem, and I love uh, Deidre O'Connell, obviously. So I'm hoping that it'll be better Arul, than me. Who's written one of my reviews. favorite plays? So disappointing. Oh, yeah? Which one? Uh, in the next room. Of course. The, of the, course. Yeah. I mean, not a shock. <laughs> Obviously not. Well, shock, but not that yeah. kind. Oh, Jesus. Moving on. Hey, Please, God, moving on. <laughs> um, all right. Real quick, let's uh, talk about some news here. Um, it was announced earlier this week that a new revival of Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice's rock opera, Evita, is heading to the American Repertory Theater in Cambridge, Massachusetts in May of 2023. It'll be directed by Sammy Knold, who... This is like an extension of the concert version that she presented at Cine Center in 2019 that starred Solea Pfeiffer into this thing where like it split the role of Ava between her and a younger actress who was phenomenal and like doing the actual teenage mm-hmm. stuff. I didn't think it would work, but it actually ended up working really, really well. And I really enjoyed it. No casting has been announced uh, as of now, but of course the show is still six months away. Um, it'll run from May 14th through July 16th. I really like that concert production. I don't know if it'll have anything based on like the staging of it, but one of the things that Sammy talked about with that show is how much actual research mm. she did. She went, uh, I believe she went to Buenos Aires and 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 pulled a lot of firsthand historical documents to kind of yeah, round things out. So, so um, I'm excited to see what happens with this and who knows, I maybe so, maybe Soleil will end up um, heading to Boston with it, uh, you know, depending on what happens with uh with almost famous until so. some version inevitably ends up back on Broadway. Let's go. I was actually thinking, I mean, um uh, Sam Polly had done the Regents Air or Regents Open Air Park Theater production um a number of years ago and I yeah. when I interviewed her last year, she talked about like being up in game for doing it again if it ever transfers over here like the Jesus Christ Sweet. Superstar version did. Um so I don't know if it'll be dueling things trying to get to Broadway who has the rights for a New yeah. York run, I have no idea, but um I know you don't like it, but I I, I don't. Evita. I don't dislike Evita. Of all the okay. shows that of Andrew Lloyd Webber, I have to choose from. It is probably my favorite. Okay, good. That's fair. That's I'm very just fair. very specific when it comes to performers doing that show. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, all right, real quick, I will get you out of here. You and I were supposed to be see a show yesterday. Shocking, or on Monday. Guess what? Shockingly, you have a sinus infection and couldn't go. Yeah. So I called an audible. I sold the tickets to the thing we were supposed to go to, and I and used about that money ten What's minutes that? flat too. Oh, it wasn't even like <laughs> my God. I posted about it. So I said, "Hey, I have two tickets to this thing. If anyone wants them, text me." Like no more than two minutes later, I got a text from B Way Show. If anyone knows B Way Show, we all know B Way um, Show. Everyone Please. knows B Way Show. She texted me. Was like, "Hey, are these still available?" I was like, "Dude, I haven't like." I don't. I didn't even know if I hit send yet. You hadn't yes, even they're still closed available. Closed off the tab yet. I was no. still like mid thought process of like maybe I'll feel better today, and then like I'm going to six. No, yeah, well, yeah. So I, I used <laughs> the money that from the sale of those things, and I bought tickets to the first performance of the new cast of six. Um, I had I was at the very first preview of six back pre pandemic, so like, this felt. Like I needed to be there, especially because like the 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 second three queens are all people that I adore. I was unfamiliar Yay. with the first three queens, um, but they were all fantastic. Uh, I we've talked a, a lot about uh, Nasia Thomas, who is now playing on Anna of Cleves. Uh, Zoe Jensen, I've seen in Hamilton on tour, as well as We Are the Tigers. She is Catherine Howard. My undying affection and admiration for Taylor Ramon Jones has been well chronicled on the airwaves here on Broadway Radio. Correct. She now plays Correct. Catherine Parr. Um, they were all phenomenal. Um, Haley Callum Wright is the new Catherine of Aragon. Uh, Leandra Ellis Gaston is Anne Boleyn. And Bella Coppola is Jane Seymour. Um, interesting. 
interestingly enough, you don't you don't watch So You Think You Can Dance, do you? No, I did not. Well, there was a, a performer who was probably my favorite this season named Bo Harmon, um, who's on the show. And you might have seen him, and I might have actually sent you something. He auditioned in heels. Um, oh, yeah, you did. He's great. Yeah, he's great. He was there. I saw him in line for the show. Oh, he, yeah. went to, he, went to, he went to college with Bella Coppola, who's the new Jane Seymour. Um, so he posted pictures for afterwards. So I saw him in line when I was walking in. I did not say anything because I'm not that guy, but uh, it was still cool to see him. But it's great. They, they are wonderful. They are fantastic. I am so excited that there is such a great group of queens that have taken up the mantle, taken up the crown, so to speak, of this show show i was talking with our friend al henry after the the show we were texting back and forth and i just said to them like this is a show that i would see over and over and over again i, I will and never get have. tired of seeing it and, and, yeah this is my fifth time seeing it third time on yeah. broadway twice in orlando but it's like like this into the woods which i've seen now three times it's like waitress which i've seen four times um and i know people have seen other shows many many more times than that but it's like for me sure i don't see things uh, uh, you know multiple times but like yeah, this is one that i will guest, never get usually. yeah i but the, I, this is something that i'll never get tired of like i teared up within like 0.5 seconds of, of the opening number because that's who i am it's just yeah, because like, that's that's the guy I, you are it really truly is but like <laughs> it's i know it's such, like this show is such a phenomenon and these six women getting to like step into that and it's probably the biggest thing of any of their careers i mean taylor mon jones probably has um had the the, the biggest track record of, of all of them having been you know a lead featured principal in uh, in um head over heels but like this is such a huge moment and to be there in the audience to see them do that and to obviously tell how much they were enjoying it uh it was really special so i was glad i was able to be there even if it meant that you had to have a sinus infection to get me there yeah it happens you know i mean as soon as you show up into town it's like you bring a cloud of something with I don't you think that it's just me. shows up I oh, think no. it's psychosomatic and you just don't actually want to see me. That, yeah. I think that's what it is. I mean, that's also true, but yeah. alas, I mean, we're seeing each other all day on all Wednesday. Day. <laughs> all day on Wednesday. We are, we are going to see the matinee of Ohio State Murders. Then we are going to record today on Broadway. Then we're going to go see Ain't No Mo on Broadway. Yeah. So if you get sick okay. for that, I'm, I told you, if you get one, I don't want you to get sick, but if you do, Thanks. you are calling the press reps and telling them to put them under my name because I don't have I mean, time to, to I still need out to see else. their show. <laughs> so I don't know about that, but um, I mean, you owe me. See you six twice, I guess. Uh, it's, it's too expensive to go that many times. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? You could find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, this is Ashley. All right, everybody, have a wonderful hump day, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.